my name is Matt Brown. No worries! The base! And a kick out! A kick out by Sasha! No! Here is your winner! And let's start the show. place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. How are we doing everybody on this awesome Thursday, April 15th, 2021. 15th day in April or mid-April already. Oh my goodness. Let's keep grinding with it. But before we have some fun with lots to talk about, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast, available on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out all exclusive content regarding this podcast on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. We have every single podcast on the site, links to our podcasting platforms and YouTube. We have all our videos from each podcast. You can see the blogs I've written. You could also check out our merchandise store, thanks to Zazzle, that sells all things productive conversations on that site as well. Everything you need to know, everything you need to experience, everything you can enjoy regarding the Productive Conversations podcast is on that site. Again, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Calm. Also, another news to talk about. Don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. Oh, yes. And you can check out all the great things we have in the world of social media. So, what do we got to talk about today? In a world where we look at the news and we could just be frustrated, upset, and angry. In the most stressful world we live in, especially with what's going on in Minnesota. (sighs) We need good distractions as we first rest in peace to Dante Wright, may justice be served, may things change, may we finally take a step in the right direction so that people of color do not need to be in fear of getting hurt by law enforcement, whether they lose their lives, lose their ability to walk, or get embarrassed and shot with pepper spray in the eye. It's it's hard to look at the news. It's hard to uh, see other things like Johnson and Johnson's vaccine needing to be recalled, and our thoughts and prayers to people who are suffering from the the people who who had blood clots because of the vaccine. It's it's not an easy week. It hasn't been, but you know that's what we're here for. The greatest listeners of fans in the world as an ultimate distraction. We're not going to harp on. The difficult news out there. We just want to say our thoughts and prayers and vibes are sent to the families all suffering and are grieving as a result of poor decision making. Our thoughts and prayers and hope for a better tomorrow. But here's what is great about the podcast is that we can remove you from 
the difficult world we're in. And we're going to talk about something that brings joy. And that is great entertainment. Great entertainment. One of the greatest joys and distractions. And what entertainment are we going to focus on? Sports entertainment. Wrestling. Last weekend was WrestleMania 37. Two nights, Saturday and Sunday, hailing from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. What a year that stadium has had already. Hosting a Super Bowl, hosting their home team winning a Super Bowl. And then two months later, you have wrestling's biggest event, a fun one, an emotional one after the year we've had for the WWE Universe that they can go see their favorite superstars, give them an ultimate distraction, and give them a hell of a show. And we missed the fans in the WWE Universe. The one thing that was missing, and it's back. And boy, they made it worth it after a year of no fans. WrestleMania 37 was one of the coolest things I have watched in the past few weeks. It was a great show. It was a fun show. It was emotional. It was quite a ride. And I have three amazing gentlemen joining me to talk about the ride we went on when we watched WrestleMania 37. We're going to talk about each match one by one. We're going to talk about the segments. We're going to talk about where we see the product moving forward. And yeah, this is going to be great because Ryan Page, host of the Tweet Cap, which you could check every Sunday in all podcasts and platforms and YouTube, he's back. AJ the man, a.k.a. Anthony Fernandez, is returning. From last week, Deron Davis is coming back. Back-to-back weeks for him. And the three of us, or I should say the four of us, are all going to be talking about WrestleMania 37. One of the best WrestleManias we have seen in a long time. So let's get to it right away. AJ, Ryan, Duran, it is your guys' turn once again. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about WrestleMania. And let's get to it. So, this is another classic on the horizon. Over the past weekend, well, sorry, last weekend, was one of the most epic wrestling events for its emotional impact, its thrilling impact, and most importantly, its entertaining impact. And we're going to reflect on the historic wrestling weekend, WrestleMania 37, and I have three of the best guys around to reflect on this historic event. First, we have Deron Davis here. What's going on, Deron? Back-to-back weeks for you. Man, how have you been since last week? I've been I've been great. I've been chilling. I've been yeah, living. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Maybe we'll be seeing you one of these WrestleManias one of these days. We all have right. we have the Tweet Cap host, which you can find his show every Sunday on all podcasted platforms at YouTube. Ryan Page, what's up, Ryan? Hey everyone, so not YouTube on. anymore. We're we're off YouTube for now. YouTube blackout. <laughs> okay, we'll so on all podcasting platforms. So I missed, I haven't heard Sunday's episode yet, but I will uh, tomorrow. It's there. it's there. Anytime you want it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. And now we have AJ, the man, a.k.a. Anthony Fernandez. What's up, buddy? <laughs> no, back in the building. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right. Three of the best to talk to do it. 
three of the best around. Man, to start it off, I got to ask, guys, what are your initial thoughts on WrestleMania 37? And if you got to see the Raw after, my time of recording last night, but on Monday's Raw after, what do you think of the festivities? We'll start with Ryan. What are your initial thoughts on WrestleMania 37? It was good. Uh, the Raw after sucked, but the WrestleMania was good, which, <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense when you think about it. They had live right. fans, which was great, but obviously it made going back to not live fans kind of boring to watch. Um, and, yeah, obviously big, big matches, a lot of big names. None of them were on Monday. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, yesterday was a letdown, but WrestleMania was very good. All right. Ron, what did you think of WrestleMania? Oh, I was no, nah, I was really impressed, honestly. Like, um, I was I was genuinely entertained both nights. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it. I was just I was very impressed. Was the live crowd, uh the main event for night one, uh just the whole all right, yeah, I'm just gonna stop there. Was, all right. So we'll hear the great thoughts throughout the show with AJ. What do you think of WrestleMania? Um honestly it just kept me going. You know, like I, I didn't expect a lot going into it. I was like, ah oh, man, like I wasn't very hyped for this WrestleMania. Like honestly, I don't know, kind of feel like a mission like going into it. Like I was like, all right, I have to watch WrestleMania. Like, okay, night one and night two. But like watching, I was like, all right, like this is wrestling. Like, okay, I can watch it. Like I was happy enjoying watching it. Even for some matches that like I wasn't, you know what I mean, going into, I was pretty excited watching everything, to be honest. I don't want to get too much into it though. Definitely. Throughout the show, we're gonna hit match by match and talk about all the great things. But yeah, initial thoughts. It's great to see. A live show with live passionate fans. It was cool seeing a WrestleMania, you know, the classic at this point, the classic stadium look, uh, stadium WrestleMania with star power. We've had some of the biggest celebrities in the world, especially for kids our generation and above. Yeah, we've seen legitimate great wrestling, and I think. Almost, especially the main event on both nights, the first night on Saturday night, the second night Saturday, the um, Sunday night, which I said in our group chat that it, I think it is my personal favorite match and definitely get into that, uh, that segment of the show. But yeah, it's everything you can ask for. It was pretty popular, you know, throughout the weekend with a lot going on, still made some headline news and uh, it was just a good time. So glad to see that most of all, this was a huge step towards normalcy. We obviously know what we've been dealing with for the past 14 months. And it was cool to get to this point where we can get a legit show. Man, so before we get into the matches itself, one of the good things, why don't we hit as a whole? First thing we'll discuss regarding this show is the various segments that we saw. And I'll talk about this as a whole. We'll go one by one. You know, whether it's Bailey's comic relief, we'll we'll put it that way. You see the hosts, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, that, you know, they they showed up at the beginning of the show. And they did. And then they just stopped. But I guess that (laughs) still counts. And then they show up in Pirates uniforms. (laughs) Oh, you got to love it. You got to love it. You have some also other genuine things like the Hall of Fame ceremony and stuff like that. So 
How do you guys feel about the segments? We'll start with AG on this one. Anything stick out in particular? Anything that made you laugh or meme or whatever? I feel like everything was so bad that it was just funny. I was just sitting there laughing and I was like looking at my dad and I'm like, this is funny, right? And he's like, no. no. Your dad was right. It wasn't funny. Yeah, it was all horrible. I'm like, wait, they're doing this like seriously? Like what's going on? Then like the weather and all that. I understand. Well, yeah, the weather, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rain delay to start WrestleMania. I was surprised it took this long. Because I just going there early like to get, to get into your seats. They have to like leave. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been at raid raid delays for baseball games. They suck. I can only imagine it for the rest of the league too. And oh I guess God. you you had to push. You know, with they're still enforcing the COVID. I mean, I assume I wasn't there. I haven't heard any firsthand accounts. But you know, putting all those people in the actual indoor stadium that must have been chaotic. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, trying to move everyone around too. Mm-hmm. I heard. Um, I heard Orton paid like a lot of money for his family to be there, only to. Get that I wonder rain. if they had like a separate spot uh, too. Yeah, I heard he paid like twenty thousand. That's he tweeted out. I don't know if he was joking or not, but like I was like, wow. Look for at his, that for his wife and all his kids. He should have got tickets earlier. He knew he was going to be there. Yeah, because <laughs> of the COVID rules. What do you What do you have to say about the segments, Duran? Uh, I was pretty straight faced to him, through them, honestly. I don't know. They were they they all of the segments pretty like they dragged for me. I was honestly waiting for the matches. Like I was just going match mm-hmm. to match. The segments were dragging for me. There was yeah, no. Nah. I was gonna I was gonna try and BS and say that I liked a segment, but no, nah, I really can't <laughs> say. <it. laughs> we always encourage the honesty. And yeah, yeah nah. uh, I was surprised. Bailey, that that, that I know. Bailey wasn't injured or anything, right? She just yep. wasn't in it. She just didn't have a match. And uh, whether you know, there was all that rumors over the weekend. Will we see a returning Becky Lynch? Would she be the one to do throw her down? But it was the Bella Twins instead. After no one appeared, we're happy that. to see them anyways. <laughs> Everybody booed her. I actually <laughs> like the Bellas, but I mean, and I, I laughed with stupid. You. I laughed when she said, hey, Nikki, did anyone tell you Josh Cena's not here? Yeah, but they haven't been together in, what, four years? She has, like, a legitimate child with someone else? (laughs) It was, was like, a a joke four years too late. Speaking of a joke four years too late, I can't believe they forced Titus O'Neil to make a joke about the fact that Hulk Hogan can't not say racist things on camera. (laughs) That was... I mean, that was the only time I actually had a reaction to any of those was with the whole scallywag bit. I was like, you yeah, can't was... seriously be making a joke about that. And then, again, and they forced Titus O'Neil, who, again, is a good guy and also black. He had to make the joke. I'm like, are you kidding me? And Hulk Hogan, of course, probably didn't even realize it was. He should probably even tell Hulk Hogan it was a joke. Just say, yeah, just say the word scallywag and Titus to say his line. But it's just, I couldn't believe that. I was like, Really? I mean, listen, this actually, this WrestleMania did a lot for uh, representation for other communities uh, that are not typically, you know, a part of the wrestling industry. So I, I hate to nitpick it over that. But like, also, if you've got a WrestleMania where you know you're doing, you know, all of these different things, you know, two women of color in the main event, just don't make the racism joke. It's low hanging yeah. fruit for Hulk Hogan. They're going to boo him yeah. anyway. It's not like people are like, Oh, he owned up to it. He never owned up to it. He was in his hometown. So this is the nicest anyone will ever be to him ever again. Just put him in the stupid hat. 
<laughs> and get them off. I don't even know why they have hosts. Yeah, I know why they, they were doing the whole thing in general. I get why Titus was there because he had won that award, and you know he's a, again seems to be a decent human being. But why do you need Hulk Hogan to host WrestleMania or Steve Austin next year or whatever? Like you don't need a host. Yeah, like you Not don't an award show. You don't do right. really do much. <laughs> like we they said, A Rod doesn't host the Yankee games. Like, <laughs> you, just, you don't need a host for a sporting event. You're hosting T Wolves games instead. Well, you won't be doing that either, though. Mm-hmm. You'll be sitting with, you know, freaking the owners. If he doesn't Those move are... them. <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, I always appreciate the effort the WWE does with their comedy skits throughout the years, but. Nothing stuck out this year. I agree. Just uh, and you know the bells just threw, honestly just threw on the ground. We've seen some. You're on the street. I'm sure once Savage. a year you see but just throwing no finishing move or anything. But I did like seeing RVD. I think RVD is cool. I could well, yeah. get even to see that. I, I can see him with Riddle. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> he had his own little papers. He's like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you can like, buy those right now. Yeah, I, I, like, I, like, I like looked them on my phone afterwards. I was like, wait, I was like, they're like a real thing. <laughs> RVD papers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Why don't we get, you know, with that, pretty much covered what we had to with the segments. Now let's hit those match by match and then reflect on our favorite moments of the night. So the first match, the start off night one after the first rain delay, we had the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre going in against the champion Bobby Lashley in what I thought was a pretty good opening match. And the first match in front of the WWE versus WWE match in front of the WWE Universe. Bobby Lashley with MVP defeated Drew McIntyre in 18 minutes due to a technical submission where he oh, passed geez, out. Well, that's what it said. That's what it's like. I know. I, yeah, I know, I know. His technical submission. You got the I, times and everything. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and the man passed out, and uh, and I, you know, I thought it'd be technical TKO, but uh, I guess they, they they called it a technical submission, and yeah, so I came in the match wanting Drew. I love Drew McIntyre. He's our literally real life Braveheart. I mean, <laughs> talk about glow ups, and he's just a genuine good wrestler, and you always appreciate. Uh, someone He's a handsome man. Yeah, always pushing <laughs> it through. <laughs> Definitely, but uh, just love this comp. This Cinderella story pushes through, and winning the big championship last year. Sadly, not in front of a crowd. Hopefully, the I thought um, this year'd be his moment. I do understand where they're coming from, and giving Lashley this clean win, but um, you know, we're gonna see them do have a rematch about almost time at. WrestleMania backlash, but yeah, I was bummed that no Drew win. But again, I respect, understand Lashley taking it and happy he did get a WrestleMania moment like that. Uh, we'll start with Ryan on this one. What did you feel? How do you feel about the Drew and Bobby Lash? Because I know you at least had the opposite. Yeah, I wanted Bobby to win. I didn't think he would, but he did. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was good. Wasn't my favorite. On 
of like of WrestleMania, but it was a good match. Like I was entertained and obviously it was early. So the crowd was still, you know, just excited to see it happening. I think they were both getting cheered at one point just because people were excited that it was physically in front of them. And you yeah, know, especially because with the storm, they, I'm sure everyone had to be thinking, Oh no. Uh, although it's kind of funny, you know, Bobby Lashley has the lightning in his intro and then Drew McIntyre <laughs> comes out holding a giant metal sword. So they were really, really trying to test that whole lightning thing but um <laughs> yeah I, I i liked the ending i mean because I, I just like bobby lashley i've always liked bobby lashley even when he was back the first time because oh, yeah. i've been watching wrestling that long um but he was ecw champion not the good ecw the other ecw um so i mean i've always liked bobby lashley and i didn't think i'd ever see him have another mania moment mm-hmm. after the battle of the billionaires which is not going to get a lot of plays on peacock anymore for obvious reasons but um to see him have like a legitimate mania moment that a we can all watch again and b that was kind of unexpected i don't think anybody really thought he would win so it, it did kind of get like a shock reaction like oh my god he actually won and clean mm-hmm. too i mean i know mvp did a little thing where he pulled him out of the way or whatever but for the most part it was it was like a pretty straight up match they both went for it um and then again i like the ending they didn't use the claymore so i guess that's kind of the thing they're gonna go with like but i never got to kick you in the face mm-hmm. so that'll be what they do going the forward face. yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to see drew for the world title again right now but there's no one else so i'm good with it i'm sure backlash won't be anywhere near as good as mania though just because of the surprise you know don't forget wrestlemania backlash though. sorry yeah, <laughs> backlash. do you work for them or something what is it with you and the branding the wwe universe WrestleMania backlash? <laughs> i just love they added that the wrestlemania backlash how you Makes feel about bigger. the match duran I liked it. It was a good way to start off. I, I didn't go in like knowing much about like storyline wise. So I, w- I didn't know who was expected to win. I was just going with Bobby Lashley because I genuinely, I just like Bobby Lashley. And I just like the, I just like the match overall with the DDT just again and mm-hmm. again and again. Yeah, it was just, uh, I, I was just, I was entertained the whole way. It was a nice way to start off. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It kept me, it kept me on the edge of my seat, not gonna lie. And it was great to see the crowd, like I, like I said before. How'd you feel about it, AJ? Um, going into the match, I thought Drew was going to win. You know what I mean? Like, Drew's my boy. Drew's mm-hmm. my boy. But, you know, I thought Bobby Lashley was just going to be like, kind of like a carry champion to Drew just to get his title back. Another, like, you know, WrestleMania victory underneath Drew's belt. And um, going into the match, the pacing, I thought it was a little slow at first. Right? But I think that's because, like all the weather delays, like they're probably just ready to rustle right there and then, but then they have like 30 minutes of having to just sit there and wait for the weather to cool down. So I think they like, but eventually the match started getting a really nice pace and right. Like, like Deron said before with the DDTs, things are starting to heat up. I was like, okay, but it was like a typical heel ending. You know what I mean? Uh, he doesn't tap out, but he passes out. So he still, he still looks pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like every WrestleMania has opened up with like a heel victory. So yeah. Like going going into it, I was like, all right, I have a feeling Bobby Lashley's gonna win since it's the first match. Huh. But good, good match overall, though. So, so I see some hesitation, Ryan. What do you think of that? No, he's I, actually right. Yeah. They do like to have. I, I guess it makes sense. You want your bad guys to win early, so then mm-hmm. when the good guy wins at the end, everyone goes home happy. So I guess that makes sense if you're gonna have you know a heel win. 
uh, on WrestleMania, you want them to be kind of earlier on. So people will boo like they're supposed to. And then you can get to the cheering toward the end. I just had never even thought about that, but you're right. They do. When you think about it that way, and then you see the match placement, you kind of, excuse me, you kind of think, Oh, maybe it did make more sense than we all thought it would. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, just seeing this beast of Bobby Lashley, it's cra- You know, not that that age is a mat. Not that age means anything, but he's forty-four years old, and he looks like and he is the power of like he's a twenty-five-year-old body, twenty-five-year-old bodybuilder. I mean, he the compete. Bellas could could beat me up. They could roll me down <laughs> that ramp. So, I mean, I'm not going to criticize anyone for being old. None of them look old compared to you know people who don't actually take care of themselves. Right. So, <laughs> they, they they both again they both look like massive. You know, yeah. So that's which I kind of like every once in a while to see two really big guys. And I think that might be why it was slow at first too, because they're, they're big. So they I did like the big sp- fins. I did like the spot of Drew doing the. Um, I call it the Undertaker jump. I don't know the official word. The Undertaker where he jumped, jump. Jumped off the ring and landed the. I don't want to say the suicide screw. I, what you know? That's he run, he, <laughs> he runs up and jumps off the. He had a nice over the top rope, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an official name for it, is there? Oh, well, I thought that was cool as shit. And, um, but do you guys feel that? Do you guys feel that at this point, uh, you know, maybe to, you know, put, put some pizzazz, you know, they said that Drew initially dropped the belt just to add some more, you know, make a little push in the uh, championship scene, losing it to the Miz. And then lastly, do you feel that we're just going to have him. And then, you know, they had the triple threat with uh, Randy Orton and Braun Strowman, and he won clean on that one as well. Do you feel they're just going to, you know, give it here? You're not getting it in April. You'll get it in May instead. No. Or you think Bobby will get this one again? Yep. If they're smart, he'll keep it until, like, Survivor Series. Or maybe SummerSlam. The SummerSlam is what they'll do, but I mean, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series is a big match, like mm. a very big match. Ooh. Granted, it means Roman Reigns has to keep it for like a year and a half, but mm-hmm. who on Smack Edge is going to leave eventually? Uh, Daniel Bryan is probably already gone. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those are not full time people, so they don't have anyone. They have Cesaro. They'll probably go with him for a little bit, but mm-hmm. he's not going to win. So, yeah, I think they should keep it until they do the whole brand thing. And if they can't make it till then, then find a reason for the brands to fight so you can get that match. Because that's, I think that's, I would watch that. Those two, they're both bad guys, but sometimes it works. And I like cheering Bobby Lashley anyway. So, yeah, you are on a point because right now they don't have anybody built up to no. beat Roman Reigns right now. No, I mean, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't see Roman Reigns losing for like at least another year. Yeah, yeah, that's probably definitely, true. and we'll like, definitely. Like, I don't know who's who's beating him. It's gonna be fun to figure out, and uh, we'll maybe. Def- yeah, and people like him as a heel too. Like they like the way he is now. They're like, all right, like he's the real deal. Definitely, and yeah, we'll de- also break down Roman's epic uh, moment at the when we hit the that part of this segment of this show. But yeah, all in all, Drew and Bobby, fun to watch, pretty powerful. We'll at least get one more month of this story, and then we'll see where it goes from there. So transitioning to that, the next match after that was we had in the 
final tag team turmoil match in the uh, tournament that was taking place over the past few weeks. We had Natalie and Tamina last eliminating the sorry Natalia and Tamina won by last eliminating the riot squad and they won an opportunity to face um Nia Jackson Shayna Blazer in the women's tag team championship match on the second night we'll get over but do you guys have any comments regarding this match at all if any not really <laughs> I this is the one only one I got wrong on the night one when I did the prediction thing that I do. Mm-hmm. So that was kinda yeah. cool, but I only got one wrong. But yeah, none of these people mattered right now, which stinks because I like really a lot good. of them, but yeah, none of them mattered for this. It was I guess nice they got to wrestle at WrestleMania in front of fans though. Yeah. That's yeah, all I, I gotta I, say about that. Yeah, I thought I thought Riot Squad was so supposed to win this match. Like so I, I, I thought like they're the only like genuine tag team in this match. Like, I'm sorry, but like Tamina well, and Natalia, I don't even Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, I think, are technically a real tag team, but mm-hmm. they, yeah, they yeah. became an absolute joke Monday. Literally, yeah, but I think like two the best later. tag team though we can all agree was Riot Squad in that. Yeah, team. in the match, yeah. Yeah. So like watching them win, I was like, okay, they're just gonna feed them to Baszler and um, what's her name? And they did. Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax, yeah. I was like, okay, that makes no sense, but whatever. Two out of yeah. ten. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this match just happened for me. Like it, like it came and went. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. The, the same here. You know, I appreciate the last the the uh, performances, athleticism, but um, not much after that. With all due respect, but yeah. hey, always it, like great. Not talent. not bad wrestling. It just happened. It's just storytelling wise, there was nothing there. Exactly. So, while we just transition to the next one, we have, he's not wearing a dumb track uh, rugby suit. He finally got his big moment that made him popular in the indie scene. But we had Cesaro defeat Seth Rollins in 11.35. And uh, we saw that epic moment. The uh, what's the the move called the helicopter over twenty three different times, whipping Seth Rollins around like a whipping bag. But how do we feel about this match? Do we feel this is a big moment for Cesaro, the biggest match of his career, uh, win of his career according to some in WWE? How do we feel about Cesaro winning this? That's nothing. That's <laughs> no, nothing really. I kind of want to know what that's about. <laughs> Oh no! You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It was for the better good, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You what, a Seth Rollins fan, or what's going on here? That's what it sounds like. I might yeah. have an autograph or something. I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's disappointed. It seems. AJ, walk us through your thought, your uh, your frustration in this moment. I walk into that match like, oh my god! Look at Rollins, the pimp himself, <laughs> sweet dude. Smackdown right? drip, yeah, with the street drip right comes down the ramp. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna lose. Just, just by the way, yep. he walk out. I was like, I was like, oh wow, he's pissed. My my face is straight the entire time. He's swinging Rollins like with my whole family's like, yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> some bow. Didn't he only get it off like eight times the first time? And then yeah, like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he actually did that other move too, which everyone doesn't 
I never seen it before. That oh. satellite spin or whatever the hell. Yeah, that it. was the, the one. One on his shoulders yeah, with like no arms. It was just he threw him with his shoulder somehow. I overheard those are muscles that I've never tough. even experienced. Yeah, Cesaro's not human. I I swear, man. <laughs> I swear. Oh, he also lifted Rollins up off his neck and uppercut him. I was yep. like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. It was. I mean, no, Cesaro did right. good, but like I said, Cesaro won this. He might even get a title match, so Roman can beat someone. Mm-hmm. I think Seth will still probably be better off in the long run than Cesaro. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't work for them. I don't know what their plans are to who's going to win what. But if I had to guess, I'd say that this was kind of a thank you for not leaving and going to you know an indie promotion that would look at you and just give you all of the t- the championships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one on Wednesday nights. So. Yeah, I think right. that's what this was. Was a please don't go work, don't work on Wednesdays, Cesaro. We want you to stay here, and I think he will. I don't think he plans on leaving, but yeah, this is just a nice moment for him, I think. And I mean, it was a good match, but again, there was no real story. I mean, this yeah. started when Seth Rollins came back and said, "I have a vision," and everyone left except for Cesaro for some reason. Right. And that's <laughs> how the feud started. And everyone ignored Seth Rollins, but Cesaro, and so he's like. You'll be my feud then. Uh, there wasn't a lot of real story here. I mean, they beat each other up, obviously, because it's wrestling. But before then, that was kind of the crux of what was happening. And suits. There was a lot about suits in the lead up to this, which it seems AJ was actually a fan of. I, I didn't. It's fine. Hey, I still wake up every morning in a suit because of him. I, you know what? Then he's inspired. <laughs> that story was made for you then. But uh, <laughs> you you got to give credit, you know. He does have has always had great drip since leaving the Shield. <laughs> the best out of that of the other two. <laughs> oh, you don't think Moxie has has drip with his camo pants? <laughs> Not quite, but uh, I mean, look at Seth Rollins. He's winning, you know. He had a child with Becky Lynch. What a connection! And well, we can't wait to see that wrestler. Is it a boy or a girl? Roman's got his drip too with his new teeth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's sponsored by Colgate. (laughs) Yeah. Roman Reigns brought to you by Colgate. It was funny how you didn't notice that till he actually changed his teeth. Yeah, and you were like, (laughs) I didn't even know. He smiled and we were all like, whoa. (laughs) 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 I just went in there. So, yeah. Now, why don't we go to AJ Styles? And almost defeating the New Day, becoming the becoming the Raw Tag Team Champions for the men. How we feel about this? Almost looks scary as hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be scared of, of him in the first seven plus tall man who uh, made an impact in the match. But the first with almost and AJ. I mean, New Day, you know. Pretty legit. 15 time tag team champions. Got over Kofi and, and um, Xavier Woods. And I thought, I honestly thought the New Day was going to pull us off. But no, AJ really put it almost under his wing and showed how intimidating this guy is. So, how do oh, we thank feel? You. Thank you, man. AJ, the first AJ, the man <laughs> as well. The first AJ, the man, the original AJ, the man. How do you feel? How do you like this match? Honestly, you know, you, you can't uh, expect a like, you know, nothing much from it. There, everybody there is professionals. I was waiting to see Omos or uh, Omos. What's his name? It depends, it, on the, it depends on the commentator who says the name at this. Point. Yeah, that, that's why I'm like, I don't know. But 
I liked it. I liked how right when he got in the ring, he no sold everything. He did not mm-hmm. sell a single hit, a single kick, and they genuinely looked scared of him. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was about to say Woods in particular. I mean Kofi too, but Woods was the one who was in the ring when he started when they did that bit where uh, he climbed up, he got a little cocky, and AJ woke up, and then mm-hmm. AJ looks at Woods, and Woods just says, "Don't do it," and he smiles <laughs> and tags him in. Like uh, Xavier Woods sold the whole thing really well. Like. Yeah. The whole being scared thing and on social media and on YouTube like, before the match, it was the opposite. He was talking about how like he kept he was like pumping his own shit basically uh, <laughs> on social media until the match, and then when it finally came in. So I mean, the new day did really well at making him. I mean, not that he needed a lot of help, <laughs> but they made him look even more intimidating. And like I said, once he got in, he did exactly what he would do. The the thing with the. Uh, the, the forearm, phenomenal forearm off of his shoulders. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was awesome. The they should use that like it's like a finishing move. You know what I mean? Like tag tag yeah. AJ in and AJ jumps up. But because the more they do it, the more like fluid it's gonna look eventually. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was good. I, I wasn't again wasn't surprised. Um, I was surprised they kind of had the new day act kind of not they didn't act. They weren't bad, but like they were doing a lot of stuff that like the revival would usually do back when they mm-hmm. were on WWE like double where they like cut the ring in half and they would like keep them isolated from the partner. Like they kind of took the role that usually the bad guys do where they try and isolate one person, work one person over. And then that one person gets the big tag, but it was, it was weird because the the roles were reversed, but it, it worked. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't like, I don't think that the new day are, you know, bad and now AJ Styles' face. It was just, it was kind of weird to get used to that, but it makes sense because almost was really supposed to be the star of the match. It was his debut. So. And he did. uh, What do you have to add on Duran? I mean, nothing much. I mean, they, you guys covered up pretty much all of it. They did a really good job of making almost. (laughs) (laughs) They did a Ryan tag champs. (laughs) No, they did. They did a really good job of just making almost look like a absolute beast. And I, yeah, I mean, it was good. I was entertained. I, 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 I fucked with it. I liked it. Man. He's he's something else. I former college basketball, basketball player. player. Yeah. I mean, have you? Can I ask? Has any of you guys actually in your life seen a seven foot man in person? Not counting no. NBA players, if you've been an NBA game. Even though that's they look look pretty much the same too. But I like mean, in my daily life, yeah. met someone. Yeah, like have you seen oh. someone even on the street? Like it's not. They're not. I know. I, I've seen somebody like. That is seven foot, but I've never been like right next to them where I'm like, yeah, like know, I've never been, I've never been able to like look shoulder to shoulder and look up and be like, damn. I remember. I don't. Specific- I, 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 don't I don't think he was. I don't think he was seven foot because I remember having a conversation with him. But I, I used to work at um a, a, a burger, like a burger store, and um there was this guy who would come in. He only came in a handful of times, but he was like six foot eight, six foot nine. And I always felt so tall. So seeing this man walk in, and I'm just like, <laughs> it was inhuman. It was inhuman. So imagine seven foot Jesus. Yeah, yeah right? right. I met, I once I was at school, I hung out with this guy in the University of Hartford and University of Hartford basketball team. And I was hanging out with him and another friend. We were just, uh, we were at Boston Market for some reason. But he was 6'8". I remember rudely asking, hey, how tall are you? You get this all the time. How tall are you? 6'8". And I (laughs) used that as my reference for the height of people my whole life. 
So six eight. That's your that's your benchmark. Yeah, that's the that's the, the tallest I could confirm. I know someone I met, and you know, almost is uh six th- uh, seven three. So you know, adding six. There's a picture. Um, Six four inches seven three. But there's a picture of him, um, the hurt business, and then some low I want to say they're local rappers. They're probably super famous and I don't know who they are because mm-hmm. that checks. But um I don't I'd have to find the picture, but he stands next to Bobby Lashley in the photo what that they take with this, you know, with these rappers. And oh my god, Bobby Lashley, like he has his hand resting comfortably on Bobby Lashley's mm-hmm. shoulder. Older. Like, like it, it makes Lashley look short. He's <laughs> and tall. That's hard to do. I mean, think about it. Almost as tall than Shaq. Shaq's 7'2", yeah. I believe. So, damn. They're pretty comparable in size. I mean, not phys- like physical size, but height. The best match we never got. The Big Show versus Shaq. We got Cody versus Shaq, so. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, God. So, next from there. In the battle of not letting people call you stupid, <laughs> Bobby, sorry, Braun Strowman and <laughs> Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon went at it in a steel cage. We'll start with you, Duran, in this one. How'd you feel about this battle where Braun fought for all the people who were called stupid? I mean, I, I I liked it. I I I was I was entertained. I I liked the spot where um where he where he yelled at Shane and then threw him off the cage. <laughs> I that, that that had me cracking up. No, but like the the um, the fight overall was alright. It was. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Shane. I'm I never really have been. I like Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I I like Braun Strowman, but. It was all right. It was an all right match. Mm-hmm. What did you guys? What did the you two think about from this from ripping the from ripping the steel cage, uh, which I never seen. I knew someone physically ripping the cage and bringing someone in. And yeah, you have fifty one year old Shane McMahon falling off the steel cage. Now you get he kind of fell kind of low. He fell on the top of his back with his lats, which you. Thank God that didn't turn. That could have been much worse. But well, I that's mean, that's what he does. I mean, not to be yeah. rude, but Shane McMahon <laughs> is not a professional wrestler. He's a <laughs> professional crash test He's dummy. Stuck man, yeah. Yeah, his matches are how fa- how much can we throw Shane McMahon in between him jumping off of things? So <laughs> I like the match, by the way. And I mean, you know, I wore the Braun Strowman shirt. <laughs> last time at the Royal Rumble uh, podcast that we did. So I really like Braun Strowman, but he's also, at least as a character, objectively stupid. Uh, Shane was right. I mean, I actually at one point thought he might throw Shane McMahon out of the outside. I didn't think that until he got up there. Um, I do like that Shane lost doing something incredibly mm-hmm. stupid because what he was about to win and then he decided to stick his hand oh, in and wave cocky. for some reason. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, you can kind of be like, see, Shane wasn't being very smart and it cost him. But yeah, the, the whole setup was dumb because Braun Strowman as a character is supposed to be dumb. Like, he's supposed to be, you know, Braun Smash. Yeah. Everyone liked him because he like flipped Hulk. that truck. Yeah, he's Hulk. He's not supposed to be smart. But um <laughs> It was cool when he ripped the cage. Obviously, that they don't really do that ever. Like they, yeah. they'll break the cage, sure, but to have him like rip it like that and pull yeah. him back in was kind of cool. And I'm glad he won because, I mean, 
we don't need Shane McMahon to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For all I like Shane. I've stupid. seen Shane wrestle for real. And I mean, <laughs> actually, they're very entertaining. I know on TV, like, oh, my God, get this old man off. He's so sweaty. But when you're there and you can't see how sweaty he is, you're like, oh, my God, he's going to jump off of that. Or maybe he's going to jump off of that. Um he does sweat. He is so sweaty. Uh, yeah, I so, never noticed that either. <laughs> yeah, no. He, I thought yeah. it was only me who realized that. I was like, man, he is sweating. I was like, I would him probably there. look similar. Uh, not like again. It's probably hard to do. There's lights. There's a lot of movement. Again, he's jumping off everything. So I'm not necessarily insulting the fact. It's just something that kind of takes me out of mm-hmm. it. Like, no one else looks gassed. Takes you out of the story. You're just like, yeah, no one else looks tired. But Shane immediately looks like he ran a marathon to get there. He starts there, and it doesn't get any better. Whenever I see him sweat like that, it just reminds me of like when Roman speared him too hard and he's got knocked yeah. out. And yeah. just <laughs> With that, that's not funny, but also the, a little funny. Yeah, <laughs> the look of death in his eyes. Whenever I saw it, I was like, "Oh, he's out of it." <laughs> he also looked really scary in the DX versus McMahon's Hello in a Cell. Like oh, that's, I, that's old. From oh six, like he, yep. like wow, like it looks like those were legit. I did see, but I never found out if that was legit. He was legit. He was selling, or he, like you know, was inches <laughs> away from fucked up. Could you imagine Vince versus Braun? Like Vince from then, <laughs> Braun, you know, when Vince used to wrestle and he was jacked, even though he was like eighty. Yeah. Eighty now, so he looked eighty. He was really sixty, and he was still scary. Uh, he had that men's health cover where he's like biting the chain. You remember that one, man? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, like, they could, do? could you imagine that Vince McMahon in the cage match with Braun Strowman? I think that would probably be the best match on the card for against me. toxic work environment. I'd be laughing the whole time at Braun. He'd be Mm. screaming, I'm not finished with you. And then Vince would scream back at him, probably. (laughs) I don't know what he would say, but you know. Yeah. He challenged God. Say you're fired. Well, yeah. (laughs) You got to a fight, though. I mean, he's just, they're they're so funny. The two of them would be hysterical, I think. You had a, you were about to say something, AJ? Oh, no. I was just saying you're fired. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that match, man. Why did this match even happen, though? Because Braun Strowman was called stupid, called stupid. and got Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, what what yeah. social media campaign was pushed for that? I, I was going to say, like, what storyline was this for? Like, Was this like the kids in the back that were like, you're getting called dumb? Don't worry. Yeah. You could always, Essentially, you could right? always grow. Yeah. You could always grow to be six foot, you know, yeah. 11. You could just, you could just, you know, beat them up. <laughs> Didn't Nia Jax have a similar story okay. a few years ago? Yeah, like, it was you know, yeah, weirder like, because, well, not, it wasn't weird actually. The Nia Jax one made more sense because it was Alexa Bliss before what we saw here. <laughs> and, you know, she was like doing, that. she was doing like the mean girl blonde thing. And Nia, yeah. of course, is heavier. And so that was kind of the point. And so that made more sense. But this was like Braun Strowman's like, you don't like me. And then Shane, instead of being like, I don't, Shane, instead of being like, what are you talking about? It's like, actually, you're right. Cause you're stupid. And he threw slime on him. And then that, then there was a match. I can't I get over it. the slime. I'm like, I really thought they were going to get a Nickelodeon person. You know, yeah. A lot of celebrities. I was like, who are they going to get? Like, I can't even name a, a Nickelodeon person now. I'm mm-hmm. really too old for that. But like, so my reference was like Miranda Cosgrove or whatever. <laughs> she was Disney, whatever. I was like, who are they going to get to, to come in and like be the special ref for this match? Cause like that slime made no sense. None. <laughs> You're right. Oh, grown men are, throwing slime at each other like what 
even in a kid's Whoa. show, they don't do that. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. And that's why we love wrestling. But the cage match was cool. <laughs> yeah. So this next match, what I've been excited for months, it's got me giddy. The, the, my second favorite oh, yeah. match of the entire weekend. Something. This was your second favorite match of the entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. You think this is better than Sasha and Bianca? <laughs> I didn't say better. Top like three. I didn't say better quality. One of the I'm best saying, matches per- for personal the weekend, favorite. But... Personal favorite. Okay. okay. And um, yeah, man, this it, it's nice. Like I said, I'm the one of the biggest Bad Bunny fans I've been for a long time. And when you see this guy, he's legit the biggest star in the world in terms of music internationally. And he gave three months of his career off a brand new album he just released. Record, we all know he definitely did this because of COVID. You know, this was a <laughs> pandemic world. He would not have spent that much time, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> but him and Damian Priest beat former champions, world world champions, um, The Miz and John Morrison in a legit match again. A lot of people. Look how cheesy is when he talks about him. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, yeah, it's like. Matt, Matt has been telling me about this. I mean, last he's night. He's so giddy when he's talking. He's like, bad bunny. Yeah. Three that months off his career. Boy. Last night, I got a text from Matt during Raw that just said, man, I miss bad bunny on Raw. <laughs> that was a legit text I really I from Matt last night. Man, bad bunny, man. Just see, like I said, just, it's, just a, it's just a cool moment we get a legit biggest stars in the world and he you know did a legit great match and now yeah. celebrity bunny involvement destroyer. yeah the what was the two, his two moves the bunny destroyer and well, yeah well that, that's a real move that real wrestler the canadian, the canadian, yeah, the canadian, the canadian destroyer. destroyer they yeah, call it the bunny, bunny destroyer, destroyer because, you know, <laughs> bunny but <clears throat> and then that you know five now. that five point jump man <laughs> like he he just killed it no celebrity involvement no celebrity like i said and I've heard I heard someone else say that Dave David Shoemaker said all the celebrities who are bummed now that they cannot just give Dolph Ziggler a right hook and get uh, clout for the night. Yep. All those celebrity involvements are done. It, now you have to step your game up because of Bad Bunny, former twenty four seven champion. But yeah, in all seriousness, all like Peter anyway. Rosenberg, future Hall of Famer, future Hall. He literally the, he is definitely <laughs> celebrity. Oh, yeah. There's no way he held the championship and had a good match. He is a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Put him in next year. They might. Don't don't do it. Yeah, man. He's next. He starts his big tour next year. He'll be at Barclays. He'll be at Barclays in Newark on the. uh, Like that Triple H gave him permission to do it too. Yeah. And um, okay, now you can tour. He's like, all right. You can have your mic back. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been the story. He was forced. It was like, it's like, oh, it's like Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> always lose. <laughs> it's like he's, Miz is the Monstars. <laughs> but yeah, Bad Bunny. It, it's funny when you see the, uh, all your hot Instagram fans liking him, liking him do a wrestling move. That's just, I guess it is giddy. But I mean. Breaking down the match itself, how did you feel about the match itself? Like between seeing like these two former champions, it's been months build, and we saw a legit good match. Uh, how do you guys feel about the match in general? It was good. 
Yeah, I liked it. I I I, I was surprised. I mean. I didn't expect him to actually know how to wrestle and he looked really he looked really good. I mean like yeah, he looked really good. The 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 frog splash, the the, the double falcon arrow with him and his yeah. boy. Um what else? Well, match overall. Props, I was, though. Him and his boy. Damien, Damien Priest. Priest could have been anyone. <laughs> I yeah. could have been Damien I, Priest in this match. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Like, yeah, which Damien I mean, he's got whooped in this match, and like Bad Bunny just put the backpack on. He's like, yeah. right, exactly. And they had the whole point where then it looked like they were gonna. So Bad Bunny was getting beat up. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Bad Bunny's already looked impressive. Now he's in peril. Everyone likes him. He's gonna tag mm-hmm. in Damien Priest, gonna clear house, win the match. But then they went back, and then Damien Priest got beat up, and Bad Bunny had to save him. So they yeah. kind of made Bad Bunny look extra good which is fine, but then Damian Priest was just there. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? But I thought it was great. I was not expecting that. And the Monday Night um, Raw, he uh, gets beat again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got beat again, and then uh, Miz and Maurice decided to get as close as humanly possible without wearing any clothes. <laughs> but, the um, return of the... Strip- the live, live sex, sex celebration, celebration, yeah. Edge would have been proud. Um, <laughs> but, no, I thought that I do feel bad for Damian Priest because, again, the feud he's in now is still based around Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny was, like, obviously very good, very good celebrity involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bad Bunny is not like a, a Ronda Rousey when she came in. Like, that was, like, that changed the company. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny gave them some clout. Like, this is like this is like Cindy Lauper at WrestleMania 1. This is not like Mr. T at WrestleMania 1. Like... And so I don't want them to focus Damian Priest's entire like you know career. next <laughs> career like yeah his next three feuds can't be this his guy was with Bad Bunny mm-hmm. no he can't feud with Miz because of Bad Bunny and then feud with Morrison because of Bad Bunny and then he won Money in the Bank because he won that match with Bad Bunny like you just can't that can't be the entirety of his character it's not like I don't care. And I hate to say that, but I mean, I like Bad Bunny. I didn't really know much about him until this, in fairness. But I, he's good now that I know who he is. And so I guess mutually beneficial is a big match. I learned a new artist. But I also don't care for him to be on TV every week anymore now that he's like physically not going to be part of any of the shows. So Which hopefully stinks. they find something <laughs> not Bad Bunny related to, <laughs> to do with him now. Because <laughs> they didn't really give him a lot of like – he didn't look in particularly impressive – Especially compared to the fact that, you know, someone who has no sports background was, like, very, very good, you know, for what we were expecting. Man, it, it really... Match was, like, all for Bad Bunny. <laughs> all no, Matt, yeah, Matt wants Bad Bunny to be, you know, I think the Almighty versus the Bad Bunny <laughs> yeah, would be me, where Matt's me, head's at uh, right now. Me uh, and my fellow Latinas. SummerSlam. Oh, yes. Maybe. Yeah, just in time. Him versus Triple H. Winner, honestly, that'd be probably you lose. Kind of fun. You can't uh, go on tour. Yeah, and Ryan winner, Matt, Matt and Duran for the tag champs, and then the main events, uh, Bad Bunny against the Almighty Bobby Lash. There we go. Hey, <laughs> Nicholas won the tag titles. I could beat up a little kid, <laughs> I wouldn't, but I could. Yeah, fatal five way against Nicholas. Oh, four against Nicholas. Yeah, I got I got put my mouth is now. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. What a time. And now to wrap off night one, we had the historic and a legit fun match to watch. Bianca Biller defeating Sasha Banks, winning the SmackDown's women's championship. 
Oh, man, what a moment. What a moment. Ryan, I know you're a big Bianca Belair fan. How do you feel when you saw? Uh, so, no, no, oh, you're not. Oh, I me, didn't no, care at all about this match when it started. Um, like until the day of, I was like, oh, yeah. And I knew they were going to main event. I was like, that's cool. I get it. Especially because I knew that they wanted, you know, Roman Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan on night two. So you kind of want to have it balanced. It's like, perfect. That's fine with me. But I didn't really care. And then I watched the video package on the pre-show. The same one that they did before the match. I was like, oh, they did a nice job. Like, that's not at all how I remember their feud going, but <laughs> they put together a really nice story. And then when they got to them again and they showed that video package a second time, I was, for whatever reason, I was just all in. And then from Bianca's entrance onward, I became a massive Bianca Belair fan. Like, mm-hmm. I had no problem with her winning the Rumble. I thought she was fine in NXT when I watched her there too. Like, but I wasn't like a big fan of Bianca necessarily. But from like the moment that, you know, right after that package, from the moment she stepped out, I was a hundred percent sold on Bianca Belair winning. I wanted her to win. I almost felt like I needed her to win. I don't ever feel watching wrestling because I've been watching a long time. And I was like, wow, like yeah, and then when, and then she won, of course. And I know some people were upset that she kind of broke and started to cry a little bit because of the main event. But like, honestly, I thought it was okay. Like, she is a rookie. They didn't make that a big deal in the actual feud, but in the video package I talked about, where they rewrote the whole feud in a day, they mentioned that. They mentioned that this was like a rookie. She started right after WrestleMania last year. This is one year you know, in totality with the company technically because they don't count NXT. So like if you're a rookie and you're in the biggest game of your career, of course you're going to be nervous, probably visibly. And she's also the good guy. So, you know, it makes sense. Like if Ray Ripley did the same thing, that would look stupid, but she didn't. Um, so I thought it was fine. I actually thought it added to it when I saw how nervous and like happy she was to just be there. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, definitely sold. And I guess the only nitpick is that, well, not even a nitpick, but the only thing is I never once thought Sasha was going to win this match. They didn't really present it to me. Like Sasha had, like Sasha did well. It was really cool. She did all of her good stuff. And like, she even modified some things to kind of go with the flow. And so, I mean, Sasha's always awesome. So there's that, but I never once was like, oh, and here's where Sasha wins. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, Sasha's going to win. Like I never once was like freaking out, like, oh my God, I can't believe she's going to lose. And if they had just one of those moments and I'm sure they tried, they just didn't work. But if they had one that I bought and I think the fans bought, that would have made the ending even better, even though the ending was nearly perfect because everybody there wanted her to win. Like she's just so likable. Uh, but if they had one of those moments where I thought, oh my God, we want her to win and she's not going to, and then she won, I think it would have been even better. So not bad. Best match of the night by like quite a bit, I think, my opinion. Or best match of the show, rather. Both nights by a decent amount, my opinion. But that would have been the only thing I wish they could have you know, figured out how to do. Uh, just, again, I think it would have made it even better. Yeah, man. Hit the nail right on the head. You, you two have anything to add on to that? Not really, actually. Uh, I was about to say the exact same thing uh, with the repackaging of the promo. It just kind of got me invested a whole lot more. And uh, I'm good you know, at that. We, yeah, we all knew Bianca was going to win, right? And I was actually perfectly fine. Like, I went into the match and I'm like, I just hope it's a good match. And it ended up being a really good match. So, yeah. 
I mean, I actually went. I mean, I wouldn't do that match just excited to watch um, Sasha Banks. I'm a really big Sasha Banks fan. So I just went into that match excited to watch Sasha Banks. But yeah, like you guys mentioned, the packages, I just got so invested. And I, yeah. it was hard for me not, it was hard for me not to root for Bianca after that, too. <laughs> and just, oh, I just, yeah, it stole, and, it stole, the, it stole the weekend, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And the package, not to go back to that because it's not related to the match, but <laughs> in addition to making Bianca obviously look like the underdog and, you know, get us invested, they made Sasha Banks. And this is a lot easier to do because it's mostly true but they made Sasha Banks look like the biggest star in their company <laughs> like yeah. the, the shots that they used the quotes that they used the uh the highlights that they showed like legitimately watching you'd be like oh my god Sasha Banks is probably the toughest champion they have and we watched Bobby Lashley like two hours ago <laughs> but <laughs> Sasha Banks seemed like the biggest baddest boss that they have on their show based solely off of, again, obviously her character work during the match kind of solidified it, but they told that story. They put that kernel in there for her to then go ahead and deliver during the match where she, again, she feel, she felt like a final boss in like a video game. And we felt like we were Bianca, like we were trying to win. You know what I mean? Like it's just the way that I don't know how they did it. Cause again, I really didn't care on Friday <laughs> when this match was like Friday. I didn't care about this match. And Saturday was my favorite match of the entire WrestleMania. And edge was in the main event of the other night. So, I mean, and Matt knows that I'm an edge head for a long time. So bless you. Bless Excuse you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Shouts to edge and can't wait to talk about that portion too. But yeah, like you said, it was the final boss. I love the final boss um, main events, like the Daniel Bryan getting the against um, or in Batista final mm-hmm. boss, or uh, I guess Batista finally going over too. Those yeah, are always Cena. the most fun. Cena, BDJ, a couple times. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that meme. That meme starting to go around from Judgment Day 05. Literally the bloody. <laughs> Where he I had mean, all the titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big meme starting right now. I saw that circulating. I saw that too. Oh, man. Wow. That means a Tarantino movie look tame. But also, last but not least on this. Have you ever seen Bianca Belair live? Is that ponytail real? It's a dumb question. I did see her live. I, I heard that ponytail is fascinating in person. I mean, I was in the stands, so I couldn't study the ponytail. But, <laughs> but she used she, she 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 made she got her rib, didn't she used it? She got Sasha bleeding on her so rib. She, in NXT, she used she was a bad guy in NXT, which by the way. But um, in NXT, she used that whip a lot. The hair whip was like actually a signature but move. Whip her hair back and forth. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, or if it just kind of worked that way. But she has not used it on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Not once. So the fact that, you know, WrestleMania, biggest match of the night, main event for the title, she finally broke out the hair whip. You know, she finally used that. <laughs> Every time you say that, that only she has. Uh, again, if you didn't watch NXT, maybe wouldn't have noticed that. But like she used it, like not frequently, but enough on NXT that it was odd that she had never used it before on the main roster. It was like a signature. Yeah, and so like for it to have you know to finally have for for the hair to have a WrestleMania moment, especially because it's so connected to her character, I thought that was kind of cool too. For that to be the first time that more fans got to see the hair, the hair in action. Her hair is genuinely that long. Then that's not. I have no idea if that's her real hair or not. I'm, I won't even. That has to be hard. But huh. <laughs> just curious. Just curious. Oh, I hear. I'm just typing away. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just say she's five seven and that hair's five seven. If it's real. <laughs> Good point. Unbelievable. <laughs> so going into night two, we started off voice crack. Uh we started off with um I mean, what a match to start off. I did not expect this to start off. We hit the night. Randy Orton defeating uh-huh. the Fiend with Alexa Bliss. Sort of. In five and a half, no, five minutes and 50 seconds. I mean, first of all, I thought Randy, I liked Randy Orton's new attire. Well, I mean, it's the same attire, but I like the white, red look. Two, and then. He and Edge see- were matching. That was kind of <laughs> You see. You see the returning fiend who's been written off TV for months, finally coming back on. Alexa Bliss did say we will kill Randy Orton. So, you know, expect to see a murder possibly. But Randy beat him pretty clean, pretty fast as a simple RKO and it's done. Then you see Alexis, sorry, Alexa um, bleeding black something black goo or paint. I don't know. And then it, they just turned it off and they were gone. And that's that, that, that was that. I mean, where, where we, where do we go? I, I love the way you described that. In fairness to Matt, that's pretty much right. Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> what happened. It was confusing. What is up with the fiend? You think, like I said, what person said the fiend is like, your this new restaurant your friends keep suggesting you keep going to it every week thinking oh man it, every time you go it's like man man it's okay it's okay thinking oh finally I'm gonna get that great meal from this restaurant and love it for good and then it just disappears and disappoints you and then before you know it it's closed it uh, gone they have but, to have something against Bray Wyatt <laughs> they, they have to yeah like did he are they mad he cheated on his wife with the ring announcer i mean what's going on you know what i did like in the beginning though like how he was all burnt and he's like walking through like this huge like he went through the blinding lights tunnel and he came out the other side without any burns (laughs) yeah right and he completely healed up right and i I look at his outfit right he's like all black up top now instead of having like all that crazy stuff now so i looked at that i was like oh he looks like a badass like he's about a rock randy orton and randy orton like Hits him with like three RKOs and then not like, even three would have been great. One, just one, one, one RKO. Three would have been fine, maybe. I told him it fine, but and then he gets back up and looks at it, and just everything goes black, and that's it. And we're all just like, okay, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So he was like, okay, you know. I mean, I'm a fiend apologist. I like the supernatural <laughs> stuff actually, because I. I there are real sports. I do watch real sports. I don't need every single wrestling storyline to feel like real sports. It's mm-hmm. kind of nice when you have, you know, the real thing with like Bobby versus Drew. Yeah. super intense. Like, yeah, that feels real, like a heavyweight mm-hmm. fight. But sometimes, you know, there's a magical murder clown. I do yeah. like having that every once in a while. And so I, I like the fiend and I like yeah. that he can tell different stories. And so I always tell people, just wait and see. And then Alexa got powers. I thought that was awesome. I really like Alexa Bliss. <laughs> just wait and see. And then we all waited and we all saw. And it was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and they didn't even do themselves any favors. Like, And when he came out of the... I was going to say the jack-in-the-box, but I believe it's actually a box-like structure, according box to like structure. Collins. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, He came out of the box-like structure. Uh, structure. And he did the Brody Lee, uh, yeah, 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 call. And that w- I was like, perfect. Done. Yeah, I was hyped I was when he so did that. so excited. That was cool. His entrance is cool. He's got a new shark-looking mask, which was cool. His look was fine. 
And then it started okay. You know, he kept beating up Randy Orton. When Randy Orton hit him, he just stood right back up. You know, sold everything. You know, sold the announce table. It's like, fine. And then Alexa, who I wanted to be supernatural this whole time, did her thing, which was, I don't know. Um, and like they should, if this was clearly not about a match, clearly, like they didn't care yeah. about the physical match. This was about Alexa coming out of a box. Um, so just do that and then just end it. Yeah, honestly, we- I would have been better if in the middle of the match, he's about to beat uh, Randy Orton. Alexa did her little hand box magic trick. Fiend reached out to her. It all went to black and then everybody disappeared. Except for Randy Orton, who would just sit there and look confused. Give Randy Orton the win by count out, I guess. I don't care. Yeah. Just okay don't that. Yeah. beat the yeah, Fiend sounds- with one RKO. If you're not going to do like a drag out match where Orton has to like set him on fire again and has to bury him under stuff. Like if that's not how Orton's going to win, then he can't win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either Orton has to kill him. Yeah. Either Orton had to kill him in like a long drawn out match or the fiend had to just destroy Randy Orton in like a quick five minutes. And they didn't do either. They did the five minutes from the first one and they did the Orton wins from the second one. And so it just made no sense and like they they tried to explain it on Raw, it looks <laughs> like they're not. Yeah, which is be wilding. Uh, it sounds like they're wilding. not. They're not together anymore. I guess they broke up at WrestleMania. I didn't know they were together to begin with, but that seems <laughs> to be what they're doing. Like she doesn't need him anymore, and he doesn't need her. So I guess they're gonna be separate characters now. If yeah, I, I understand. Gonna... And I hate myself. I stayed up and I only watched Raw for that. I didn't give a crap about anything else. I literally am still hoping that they do this right. And they haven't done it right yet. <laughs> Not once. And, and I'm so no- mad that I care still. And he had so much potential as <laughs> a character. Well, yeah, it's ever since- different. Like, it's so cool. The things you yeah. could be doing. The fiend- they're not doing any of them. They're doing, they're doing them halfway and then starting something new. They have, like, what potentially could be, like the next generation's version of like maybe their undertaker you know what i mean like, well, like uh, honestly like, the, like that mystical character you know what i mean they just have to mm-hmm. build them up but they just keep I, making them lose i can't like <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah, you guys I, are I, younger, it's funny right? yeah. when you say it like that they just yeah, make yeah. them lose <laughs> they do but like i know you guys are younger but i get sting vibes um and yeah. i only saw sting really on TV. yeah the way in CWCW, but, like, like, he could be like this weird kind of like chaotic force for neutral like could you imagine a world not for the championship where the hurt business didn't break up because that would have made sense um and like they were running all over raw and then the fiend is the one who steps up like that would be insane he could be like this this chaos monster that kind of writes the ship with Alexa, yeah, yeah, with or without Alexa, I like Alexa with him, but that doesn't matter. Like, there's so much they could do. Like, he could be like, he could kind of be their get out of jail free card when things are getting stale and they want to like turn things on their head. Just send Bray Wyatt in. He'll light them on fire. We'll see, we'll hear voices. Things will burn. That things will be bleeding black too. glue. They'll have box like structures everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it becomes a crazy topsy turvy carnival death match or whatever and people would love that because it's violent and it's Bray and like it doesn't it doesn't feel hard and I get he wants to establish a lore because he's a nerd and I like that actually like, mm-hmm. I like that he's trying to give like everything has to connect sequentially and I hope they come back I don't know how they're going to do it to Bray versus Alexa somehow 
That's the only thing that, that can save this. I, and I hate to say that because it sounds awful on paper. Yeah. Although I really like the idea of Alexa versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. It didn't happen, but that's fine. But they got to do something. If, if he's really trying to make it all sequential, it all has to fit together. That's the only person that he can really feud with now is her. Yeah. And what else makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a really hard sell. Didn't even have a Firefly Funhouse match either. I'm okay with that. They don't all have to be Firefly Funhouse matches. That would have been fun to see Randy. Randy's had a long enough career to to make that. But also, you know, in the... There's so many Hollywood producers that are mad that WWE created this original character who looks scary as hell that could be just Halloween and Halloween costumes throughout. And yeah, like this is the funniest quote. They just keep making him lose and clean. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Funny. a Goldberg or now but this. Honestly, worst yeah. match of the entire show. Second worst. Um, of the entire show. And it's still probably the one that most people are talking about, which hurts their entire show because it's just such a confusing thing that mm-hmm. didn't need to be confusing. And we could yeah, all be talking just about other stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, just, we just did it. We talked about this longer than we talked about the Bianca main event because this is more confounding. <laughs> yeah, like even my youngest it brother thinks it's been school. Yeah, exactly. It just evokes so many more feelings, which is not good. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Well, till we'll see where they go with this. On that one, (laughs) we'll see with uh, her puppet friend or whatever, and uh, yeah, it'll be a funny thing. Funny thing. So we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler winning by again technical submission by Natalia and Tamina. Do we have any comments regarding this? I like Shayna, so good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I'll agree with you on that one. I do like Shayna, but like, I honestly would like her more as a singles competitor. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they're not doing that. So keep the title on her. Gets her more TV time. Yeah, that's true. But uh, match wise, though, I do not care. Yeah, I don't have much to add yeah, to it. This happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I like Nia Jax too. I think she's a badass boss. She's not ass. like most girls. No. So, um, I was cool to see, but it was funny seeing AJ her fall. It. Took him a minute. <laughs> seeing her fall down um, yesterday, I thought like, oh, no, are they going to start the breakup feud story? Nope. It was just another one. Oh, yeah, that was stupid on Raw. <laughs> the baby faces ran away because she tripped and got angry. <laughs> what kind of hero is that? Oh, the big one's mad. We better just take the L let's and go that, home. Let's get out of here. Oh, my God. Stupid. The whole Raw was stupid. All right, that's, moving on. That's why we like right, still your <laughs> no, Exactly. Uh, yes, next. We had this, another match that just makes me laugh. Kevin Owens defeated... Oh, this was good. Kevin Owens defeated the conspiracy-believing Sami Zayn with the Human Internet's number one enemy, Logan Paul, next to his brother, who's slightly ahead. And... Uh, yeah, another one big celebrity match. You know, I will say, I got a little more respect for Logan Paul after this. He clearly knows that he's the internet's biggest troll and yep. people legit don't like him. And <laughs> WWE is perfect for him. And after we saw a legit fun match against, you know, a common rivalry, you see uh, Logan Paul just being a dick and just yeah. bandwagoning. <laughs> bandwagoning, and, yep. Uh, hopping perfect. for KO. 
And then you see KO giving him a stunner where he does his front flip, but uh, a little much. <laughs> could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I sell the Ozzy. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went for it. It was a little yeah. over the top, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, he it wasn't died. bad. Like, it was just extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say, I like Logan Paul a little bit more after that, understanding his place. And it was part of the entertainment. You, Between that have and Grandpa else? Monster on The Masked Singer. Yep. <laughs> I, need to see a video. I need to see a video of Jake Paul getting stunnered and then the background of someone like JR being like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell, he hit him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that Savvy Zane is a character. He he makes me laugh too. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> and <laughs> it really does seem Logan Paul just came in. Got I mean, even if this was just a get a quick paycheck. Hey, you're around. And uh, Sammy Zane's yeah. a great wrestler, though. Yeah, Sammy's that's what's great. Like, he's really good. Sammy and like, El Generico. I, I, I feel like him as a face would be awesome, but he was face. Yeah, way back. I love the Manetics T when he was yep. when he was babyface. Ah, oh. the underdog from the underground. That was such a good character. I didn't work on the main roster though because they wouldn't I'm, give I'm, him I'm, any good matches. So I mean, yeah. this is better. Where do we see Sami Zayn going and Ko going from here? Well, Sami's uh, probably going to go to penitentiary of some kind. If he yeah, crazy. <laughs> like I don't know what they're going to do with this character now. <laughs> I think he's just going to descend into complete madness and they're going to try and go somewhere with that. Yeah. Like some new age mankind type of thing. Him and Rollins. I would like that actually. A new age mankind. Mm. Have him cover his face in shame because he lost. Or I just want people to know who he is. Could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, the, the promo that he shot after his match was sick, honestly. I liked it. He just he was just in complete disbelief of what happened or whatever. It was, it was nice. It was fun. That's a good idea. I like that. I want to see him against cancel culture too. We talked about this before, <laughs> me and Ryan. Like, the, the, who? We're still waiting for that wrestler to do promos against cancel culture. This is but, the closest you get. Yeah. yeah. Can we That's have why some of that? Sammy. He's definitely based off Q-Anon of like that Sammy. group of people. You know what I mean? Like the people who search the internet for like clues to stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though there's not a heck of a lot going on in terms of like evidence that they'll find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's definitely, that's the character he's playing, but it, it's also, it's cool because it, it's based in reality. Like this is actually one of the longer, not Kevin Owens that just started randomly two weeks. Cause they wanted to give a good match for, you know, Logan yeah. Paul to get stunnered in but, like the Sami Zayn character started when he had to stay in Canada during the, pandemic right and they stripped him of his title he was the ic champ and they took it away and gave it you know moved it to someone else because he couldn't compete because he was stuck in canada so like there's actually like a kernel of truth in there which makes it even better like he was screwed that one time um but then he i mean and he's had opportunities since to take it back and but he's just spiraling because he can't get the ic championship back and i think obviously he can't do it with apollo which whatever but i thought i thought he got it back already and then just lost it. He may have like I think he had one. I don't know if that was the official one. Oh, I think he came back with his own. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But um, like as soon as they get a babyface as the IC champ again, that should be the like a long feud, and that should be the feud because that's what that's where this all started. It's all based around the IC title, like for me. Mm-hmm. Unless it's not, and I'm missing something. And then if it's not, then it's not based on anything, and it's kind of stupid. But 
if it's based on that, like they should definitely, as soon as maybe it's Kevin Owens, I don't know who it's going to be. Dominic Mysterio. I don't care. As soon as someone that we're supposed to cheer has that title, Sami Zayn should be fighting it for that title. Yeah. Last time he won it back in September, 2020 and he held it for he won it back oh, a couple minutes. Yeah, according to this, at Class of Champions and lost at a Big oh. E. Okay, yeah. So he he did unify it and lost to Big E. Mm. Yeah, yeah, as you said, lost lost it in COVID. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where he goes. And he's, he just made me laugh. Really, was really, really he's funny. funny. Yeah. And a good match, too. They're always good, though. Those two are really good. <laughs> now, on to other things. We had... In a surprise, I thought surprising uh, booking decision. We had Sheamus win a match again. Old school OG Sheamus is back, not the stupid mohawk or the weird <laughs> um, piercings on the face. We have regular Sheamus, and he beat the bro Matt Riddle for the United States Championship. Were you guys as shocked as I was? You know, no. trying to build this guy, Matt, a legit UFC fighter. Uh, They're not I- trying to build him though. You don't think so? You don't no. think he's legit, or maybe? Oh, he's legit. He'd kill me, but that's that's they don't had that care. Cool, had that he was really good in the Rumble. You just think that uh, it's just not his couple weeks. So they got his ass kicked yesterday, the time of this recording yesterday against Lashley. Um, is there any of significance here, or just give Sheamus another win? Yeah, I mean, I think, and I don't know this, but I think the winner, the person who's supposed to be Bobby Lashley back when he lost the U.S. title was probably supposed to be Keith Lee Mm -hmm. who got hurt and is gone now and I think he's probably on his way back so they let Riddle win it because someone had to take it so Bobby Lashley could do what he's now doing and they needed a bad guy to hold the title for when Keith Lee comes back that's what I think and so they're going to let Sheamus do it because Sheamus has been wrestling very well you know he's done you know Always good matches. This is probably my third favorite match of the entire weekend, mm-hmm. um, which I was not expecting when the match started. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that they're like, yeah, you just hold it till Keith Lee's ready, and then you guys will fight over it, and he'll be U.S. champion. Well, you know, they just pushed the plan back a couple of a couple of months. That's what I think happened. And Matt Riddle just happened to be the guy that was in the match with Keith uh, with in the match with Bobby Lashley when someone needed to be Bobby Lashley. So I think they don't have any real plan for Riddle, which is fine. His character is like a Disney Channel version of a stoner. It's not like really, it's not like RVD stoner, but it's also not like MMA fighter. So he's a stoner, but he can't do any of the funny stuff. And he just rides a scooter. (laughs) The end. But yeah, I wasn't surprised. Any hope hope for Mr. Riddle? But you don't think so? He'll just be, like you said, a totally Kyle bro. Yeah. Instead of the, uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, from Fast Times Ritual. I mean, Sean Penn, but. Oh, yeah. Bacoli, bro. Yeah. Nope. Oh, well. Anything to add with anything to add with this match uh, for anyone else? Um. Oh. It was a cool match. I, I like the midair bro kick. That was nice. Yeah. That was cool. That was yeah, dope. I was Super cool. Say that. Yeah. That was, that was dope. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a good match. I like Sheamus looked nice. It was, I, mm-hmm. yeah. It was good. I, I, I like agree the birds. With 
the vertical is stupid it's so stupid I, I think i think i don't know his whole character like riddle's whole character overall and it's pretty corny not gonna lie so <laughs> bro the birds have pirate hats i don't know if that changes your opinion <laughs> I, I, hope he, I hope he beats goldberg at SummerSlam. <laughs> I, 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 no, that would be awesome because they legitimately don't like each other. That'd be hysterical. But Goldberg hates him. Yeah, but that's only because we know that Goldberg actually hates him. That's why that's for mm-hmm. a hard part too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, could you imagine if he did the thing with the plate and Goldberg mm-hmm. fell for it mm-hmm. again, and then Braun versus Goldberg for the dumbest professional wrestler contest? <laughs> who's dumber? Who's stupider? Special guest yeah. Shane McMahon. <laughs> in, in, in a okay. green paint contest. <laughs> Yeah, it has my support. Loser hey, has to paint their hair green. <laughs> just before I forget, there's really random break here before we go to the next match. But I just think it's funny. This was our champion a year ago. Oh, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> With Lana. Lana. Oh God, yeah. He was there that's when he, t- yep, that's when he took Rusev's girl. Yeah. Man, <laughs> what good sports some wrestlers are when you let your character DYB you. I would not agree with that <laughs> <Yeah>. personally. <laughs> no matter well, how I mean, much yeah, money, Rusev yeah, did leave. Back. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe he didn't like Rusev it. Oh, <laughs> Miro's just as bad as Rusev was. I'm actually yeah. real disappointed, but that's that's a different podcast. You need to have a wrestling podcast, man. Come on. Get oh, on definitely. It. Rusev, man, one of the biggest letdowns ever. He should have beat Cena uh, at that their WrestleMania match. I mean, <laughs> being the being a Putin supporter. <laughs> Rolling around with the big ass take only to have him lose. Well, at least he got Lana. Lana's I don't know, one of the most beautiful people ever from wrestling. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the Intercontinental Championship. The hometown of Tampa, Big E, loses in front of his hometown in a Nigerian drum fight match, which I personally thought it was cool seeing just the banging. I understand why people no didn't drums. like it, but yeah, no drums. They forgot the drums in the match. There was a couple around. You, you know, it was funny hearing that. I forgot what specific percussion gong? symbol. The, the, well, yeah, they yeah, the gong. gong. Yeah, but that was gong. funny. But um, Biggie loses, but um, Apollo Crew gets his moment. But some people think that this is Big E's now getting an opportunity to go to the main event push from it. So is it worth it getting lost, having taken a big L in front of his hometown, yeah. rocking the feeding Tampa um, uh, cape? And uh, yeah, do we think it? Not look at is it time for a Paul? And then we had that that guy from Raw Underground. No, no, no. Help him. That they're not. They're pretending we don't know who that is. Oh, that's yeah. then it's just who some is guy. that guy? <laughs> it's Dabakato or Baba Tunde. We've heard him. He's been in several Rumbles. He was on mm-hmm. Raw Underground. He's had two different names. So, what's the third name? Yeah. But he's wearing a mask. He looks it. the same. We just got to pretend we don't know who that is. We're like, who is this man? <laughs> who is this unlocked character? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, it was this match that confirmed for me that night one was overall better than night two. <laughs> when, when not a single drum was used in the drum fight. <laughs> well, wait, for WrestleMania, right? They have the next two locations picked out, right? And one of them is they're, yeah. coming, back, they're coming back to Florida, right? I it goes Texas and then LA. I'm not oh, sure of the next okay. part, but I know at least those two. Okay. But yeah, I think, um, I think it was a worth L, you know what I mean? Because Oh yeah, no, he's got bigger plans probably yeah. money in the bank or something you know yeah, like, yeah he's got to have like 
his own kind of robberies just to build himself up as a character. So eventually he could be the one to take down Roman. Unbelievable. You know, stupid match. They did it well. It was a hardcore match. And I mean, it was a good hardcore match. It's kind of short. Yeah. I like but, the five star frog splash from. Apollo. Yeah. But it was just, I mean, Apollo looked like a weasel, which I don't think he needed to do, you know, like I, why did we need to debut not Dabakato on this show? I don't think we did. I think Apollo should have just won. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, I and use a drum. Don't call it a drum yeah. fight, and then have no drums. No, no one was playing drums. Nobody was using drums. No you could just see some drums sort of around the ring. Just it's a decoration. It's like the Punjabi prison match. It's just a cage match, but bamboo. Because <laughs> like it's dumb. But oh, WWE like said, Apollo won, so that's nice for Apollo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't usually do that. And gets his big <laughs> moment. Oh man! Then I sub towards Apollo. He usually doesn't do that. He doesn't. I mean, <laughs> this is the first time he's even had an interesting character. So yeah, that's true. And yeah, I, when he I first interesting loosely. I'm when they first like but... when when they first introduced Apollo, it was like, oh, this this the second oh, coming so of Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Look at his athleticism, blah, blah blah. And then, I mean, from the moment he got here, honestly, he's just. Yeah, they dropped his last name for a little bit, so he was he's just Apollo. Apollo. Actually, so now he's back with this character. <laughs> I feel like just being Apollo would have worked better because Cruz does not sound like Nigerian royalty. You know mm. what I mean? And like they have Cruz. the thing in the intro where they go Apollo, like. It would have been cool if he just kept the name, like he was just Apollo again, but that's fine. How about that, man? How about that? So then we went to our main event for the women's once and for all. Rhea Ripley beating Azuka for Asuka. Asuka. Uh, sorry. Come sorry. on now. Rhea Ripley beating Asuka for the women's raw championship. Ryan, I know you are a very big Asuka fan. Tell me about your thoughts seeing your homegirl not take the gold back. Oh, she had to lose. I mean, could you imagine Ray Ripley, 24 years old? We're all talking about how you know great is 24 years old, so young, yeah. so talented. She lost last year at WrestleMania to Charlotte. Yeah. Could you imagine, you know, running it back and losing again? Mm-hmm. You're just 0 for 2. Like, I mean, don't Oscar's never won at WrestleMania either, but for whatever reason, it doesn't matter because Asuka will just get on the mic and scream in Japanese and I'm sold again. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, her promos during the pandemic were the reason why I got like so into Asuka because yeah. it's just so quiet. Nobody was, there's no fans. And so Asuka just was the fans. And at one point, they actually had that first SmackDown without fans. Her match went so well. She came back out for commentary and just... In, in Japanese, so again, no, nothing to add for real. Just commentated all of the matches along with the commentary team with Triple H. And, like, <laughs> and it added so much because she was like clapping for things. Didn't necessarily fit with what was happening because she's a bit of a crazy character. But so like I like Asuka, but Rhea couldn't lose again. Or Rhea Ripley, yeah. Rhea couldn't lose again. Like she needed to win this, which and that makes sense. And they're doing a triple threat, it looks like, with Charlotte, which is even better because she at WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, she could be Asuka and Charlotte. Those are the two people that she feuded with at WrestleMania. So Mm -hmm. beat them both, clean start, move on to new people. Look at that. But it was a match. You guys have anything on to add on with that? Um 
Ray Ripley, I expected to win just because, like, you know, no way they were going to make her lose two WrestleMania's in a row. Um, honestly, I don't even think it really kind of hurts Oscar's character because Oscar's no. just kind of like a character within herself. So, yeah. In my eyes, she's just, just, yeah, in my eyes, she's untouchable. Like, you can't really bury a character like that unless, like, you really try. Please don't. But, um, they might. They did. Yeah. Her last title defense was October. Yeah. She held it and just did nothing from October to <laughs> this weekend. Just she was in tag matches. Yeah. Tag like matches. a real boxing champion, a boxing yeah. MMA <laughs> champion who don't. The Fed titles for months. She was. She went full Brock Lesnar on us. <laughs> she was there. She was just you know not fighting for it. Was yeah. They tried their best to make us not care about Oscar, but Oscar's too good for that. That's yeah. right. That's right. And now the final one. This is I've been looking forward to the talk about this since that bell was rung. You need a drum roll. Definitely. <laughs> we have the big main event again. This really is turning into the more I think about it, my favorite match ever, because I've been Team Roman the whole way since I start got back into wrestling seven years ago. But yeah, Roman Reigns with his right hand man, Jay Uso, and Paul Heyman defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan in a no disqualification triple threat match for the Universal Championship, solidifying his place as the top dog and making himself look like a genuinely unstoppable character. Now we, it, it's funny. I've never seen this for years in a triple threat match. Why don't you just have someone that pin them both? I personally haven't seen it. I'm sure no, it's they don't done do before, but yeah, he just, he pinned so two mega world champions, hall of famers, arguably a Mount Rushmore wrestling two of the goats and he pinned them both on top of each other and that match every from the promo to the final bell was exhilarating i mean the entrances were fun the uh and they were also you didn't expect it you have daniel bryan a nice feel good entrance as the the i mean it felt like a full eighty thousand person 80,000 people in that stadium when Edge came out and the pyro worked and man, everything worked there. Then you have Roman, like literally I thought like, wow, is there a production problem or he's really, his character's being that much of a dick making us wait. And I guess it (laughs) turned out it was pulling out the stops. I've been honestly waiting for this. I'm sure you guys have been waiting for this reception once and for all. How's Roman getting received when he's in front of the WWE fans? And I, I think it really sounded like the most mixed reaction I've ever heard in anything. Uh, they I mean, I definitely hear boos, but you did hear some cheer throwing there. They too, cheered for yeah, some but stuff, but no, there's, and they're supposed to boo now. That's the thing. Yeah. For us, we're used to bro- booing Roman. Oh, no. But no, good. Yeah. If they were cheering Roman, that would screw everything up because then the, the company would be like, oh, he's a good guy again. And then it doesn't work. This doesn't work. Yeah. as mm-hmm. He can't do this character as a good guy. Sometimes you could take a you know a heel character and just kind of tweak it a little, like a Stone Cold or a Becky Lynch, and make it a you know like an anti-hero. This yeah. is just Roman's, a, you know, a tribal dick. Like, yeah. There's no way to make this guy. <laughs> got to be a full-on bad guy for this character to work. So I'm glad that people did the right thing and booed him for the first live reaction. Like obviously mm-hmm. they cheered for like the big moves because that's what you do at a wrestling match. But right. they booed him when he came out to show everyone, yep, we know he's the bad guy. We like that he's the bad guy. I was good with that. For sure. And like I said, this match had it all. Finishing moves. You have Jay interfering. You had 
Well, spears galore. You had Edge and Roman do a double spear again. Something <laughs> you would think. Roman bombs Daya Bryan to the table, too. Yeah. yeah. The double spear. For so many people who have that finishing move, you just, what, why didn't it happen yet? And we saw it happen <laughs> there. Then you have the yes lock slash um, crossface cross like- on Roman. And, like, I, it was genuinely making me uncomfortable looking at Roman's shoulder blades. They look like they're about to pop out. You and see then, the chair leg in his mouth, too? Yeah, yeah then the chair leg. I mean, like, someone's going to get hurt. And then the double head butt. Then both uh, guys knocked down. Concerto to Brian. Looked like the end of his career with that one. And then... Um, Getting ready for to do it to Roman, then Jay come literally coming out of nowhere. I mean, looking back, I was just so focused on the match. I figured, yeah, he's obviously gonna come out and do this, but you know, so many false finishes. Then Roman bringing him down, doing the concerto on him, and then, like I said, the epic double pin. And uh, yeah, this this was just so much fun. Like I said, biggest Roman guy. I love him being a tribal dig. Loved him being. I was like when we were supposed to like him. And he's the single-handedly the guy who got me inspired to to work, take fitness seriously. So I was in it. Obviously, it's just as giddy. And it, it's up there as one of my favorite matches ever now. What do you guys think of this big main event? I thought it was dope. I thought it was, that was, I thought it was awesome. Honestly. Like, Hell yeah. From start to finish. Like, like I just thought it was awesome. Like, I, I think um, piling the two bodies on top of each other was yeah. just badass. That was just so badass. <laughs> um, not when, um, what was, it? I think edge like reversed. I don't know what it was. Um, Roman's spear, but his shoulder looked like it just completely just, yeah. I don't know. When they bumped shoulders in the middle of the ring, I felt like I felt that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but just the the match overall, I was I was so invested in it. Yeah, just from start to finish, it was awesome. It was it, like, I love I like the outcome too because I'm a Roman fan too. Mm-hmm. I love Roman. He's my he's my favorite to come out the Shield. He he's he's yeah. He was the reason I got back into wrestling. It was yeah yeah. Same here, same here. What do you have to say, AJ? So on the last podcast about the Royal Rumble, I said about Edge winning the Royal Rumble. I'm like, all right, whoever he picks, I'm I, I was expecting him to win. Right, because mm-hmm. he was a beat at the time. He was a baby face, you know. I mean, he went in number one overall. Like, there's all this hype about him. Like, all right, cool. Like, whoever he's facing, he's probably gonna beat. And then he picked Roman, and I was like, ooh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if he's gonna beat Roman. But I still had faith. And then as like the weeks went on, then boom, Daniel Bryan's in the picture, and I'm like, ooh, all right, my percentage is starting to get a little lower. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> then he turns heel, and I'm like, oh, he's. Definitely not winning now, and I was like, "Really? That's I actually the exact opposite reaction." Really? No, I got that other reaction because I was like, "Okay, so since he's a part timer, and Dan Bryan has before this said he's going to be turned into one, I don't think they're going to put the belt on him." But he's supposed to be like the baby face, right? So if they're going to make a heel win, I don't think they would have had Edge win. They would have had Roman just to build him as like that Thanos type of character. Thanos. So I took I took the the turn, and it was a heel turn, but I don't think it was actually a heel turn. He was just he he became Edge again. I mean, because mm-hmm. when he retired, not that I mean I liked that Edge too. By He's the way. Adam when he retired. No, but when he retired, he was a good guy. He had beat Del Rio, which, whatever. He was a good guy. Um, and he was on SmackDown, and that was fine. But Edge Edge, like the Edge, was... Rated our superstar. Rated our superstar, the ultimate opportunist on Monday Night Raw, the, you know, the perpetual enemy of John Cena. That was Edge. 
Right. That, that's who Edge was. And they turned him back into that edge. They, they realized that, like, look at me. I'm your favorite grandpa. Wasn't real. Like, it was a good character. And everyone wanted to cheer for Edge. But it wasn't a main event character. Mm-hmm. And Because they did the same thing with Daniel Bryan. They just redid the best Daniel Bryan story. They said, what was the best Daniel Bryan story? Oh, when he won, well, he earned his spot, even though no one said he could, into that triple threat. And he's, you know, tore the house down as the underdog. And that's what he did. Like, everyone played their absolute best character. Obviously, Roman had to be who Roman is, but it happens to be his best character, too. But they they kind of tweaked everybody to be at their, basically at their peak, Edge was back to ultimate opportunist edge, hitting those concertos, doing whatever he had to to win. Daniel Bryan was, you know, you know, that underdog who all he needed was an opportunity and, and any given night he could win. And so I really, when they did that with Edge, I was like, oh my, they might actually have Edge win. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought Edge might beat Daniel Bryan. I didn't think he'd pin Roman Reigns, obviously. But I was like, Edge might legitimately, you know, spear the soul out of Daniel Bryan and win the title at WrestleMania. And when he came out, he was cheered like the baby face face that I knew he was going to be cheered. Like I know that he was acting like a tool, but that's edge. That's what he's supposed to be. And so he got the exact reaction I thought he would. And that's what actually made the match so good is I legitimately thought edge was going to win going in. And then Daniel Bryan started to fire up like he did at WrestleMania, what 30, 31, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, number 30, maybe Daniel Bryan. Like they even, they got me a little bit. I was like, Ooh, maybe Daniel Bryan will win. Um, and then obviously Roman won. Um, I never thought Roman would get pinned. So every time they put a move in on Roman, I was like, that's not it. But every time Daniel Bryan and edge tried to, you know, kill each other, I was like, that's it. That's who's going to win. I thought Roman was going to be pissed that he lost. And that was going to be his whole thing going forward. Um, I didn't actually think that I did pick Roman Reigns to win, but they convinced me that that was a legit possibility. And I was really excited about that actually. Um, but no, it was a good thing that Roman won. The double pin was cool. Although I think they're going to use it to set up the edge match by edge saying that he pinned Daniel Bryan. Technically. Yeah. That's the first thing you do see so that. Like yeah right yeah and so if they use it like that that takes a really cool definitive ending where you know roman because i mean roman gets a lot of help from jay uso yeah that's his character so and he had a lot of help in the match too but he looked real strong even though he had help from from jay uso because of everything he did so like at the end with the double pin so i hope they don't use the double pin if it is edge that's fine but have Edge, you know, win another match. Have Edge, you know, bury Jey Uso under, like, you know, a mountain of chairs or something. Like, have Edge do something to get the match. Don't have Edge come out and say, I pinned Daniel Bryan. And then Roman say, but I pinned you. And then they say, mm-hmm. we'll have to settle this at Backlash. Like, I don't want that. That's stupid. That's not what that yeah. move was meant to be. That move was meant to be Roman kicked both your asses and pinned you both. And if they don't treat it like that, if they treat it as like a plot device for the next match, I think that's dumb. And it makes the ending go from real cool to kind of like forced and kind yeah. of stupid. You know what I mean? Like it didn't look forced. But if we know it was done specifically so Edge could get a rematch, then it looks like Roman was, like, forced. And then when you think about it, like, you know, why would you stack them on top of each other? You could just put them next to each other, lie down on both. <laughs> like, so it looks forced when you when you think about it too hard. So hopefully they don't make us think about it too hard. But, yeah, exactly. definitely easily the second best match. It felt the most like a Mania match, actually. Right. 
like the, yeah. the crowd and yeah. even the shots like the wide shots of the crowd the crowd mm-hmm. was getting rowdy like they used to at the old manias before they were like real stadium shows and like they kind of ran slightly smaller stadium venues you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh like when we were kids matt like it looked like that almost even though there were yeah. so few people there and i thought that was kind of cool too it was almost like using the the small crowd to their advantage oh the yeah. crowd was rowdy and it looked like an old school wrestling crowd and obviously again it felt like the three biggest stars in the company. Like it was just, it was good. Yeah. It felt old. It felt vintage. Like I was yeah. like watching, I was like, it, it started, like, it felt like a classic just immediately. Yeah. <laughs> People will rewatch that match. Like, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. We probably will. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we're, oh, just, it I felt will. like that. I had that feeling. Yeah. I, I like, I will too. I, and you hit the nail on the head, Ryan, especially with the false finishes. Anyone coming into that match really could have won to solidify their career and help the company go in a certain way. That really happens. And I've said here, my favorite match ever, Rock, Austin, WrestleMania 17. And again, at the time too, either one of those guys could have won and it would have made a big impact on the company. And that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. What now? Shit. Yeah, 20 years ago. Uh, so... Look at that. It's nice to see the relevancy of wrestling keep at, keep being on hold. And um uh, it's it was what a what a what a thrill. What a thrill, honestly. And that's where wrestling like I can show this match confidently to non-wrestling fans, even the wrestling haters, and they're like, Wow, that was pretty entertaining. Like that's when wrestling has its peak of pure entertainment and willfulness and fulfillment all coming together and Man, is uh, like I said, I th- I think it is. I think it's my favorite match. The only thing with Rock and Austin because I'm a huge Rock guy, I don't like seeing him lose um, in that <laughs> match every time. I always turn the match off after that epic kick out. Then I stop. That's how I say that's where the win is. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is where I, the guy generally would wanted to win. And uh, like, what a time wrestling! Wrestling! Wrestling is great because it matches like the triple threat. So my final thing to say, guys, before we say goodbye on this one is uh, tell me your guys' favorite match or favorite match or moment and tell me where you want to see of of this mania. Yeah. And uh, um, tell me where you hope to see the product go with certain characters where you want to is. I mean, is Roman ever going to be stopped again now? He's turning into Lesnar, but will actually show up or, you know, with Ryan and uh, Oscar, or if you care where the bros going, or you like to see if Bailey is is a uh, has something to say about getting thrown down to the ground. Uh, we'll start with Duran. What do you have to say about your favorite moment from the weekend? Um, I think my favorite moment, my favorite match of the weekend was Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. the Sasha Banks match uh, versus Bianca. That was, I that like I said before, that stole the weekend for me. That. Is perfect, perfect ending to night one. Just Cinderella story for Bianca. More so Rapunzel with the hair. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> <laughs> like it was awesome. The the crack that the whip made when hitting Sasha Banks was unreal. Yeah. Just she, and I that yeah, I'll combine the match and moment for that one just because how much I genuinely enjoyed that main event. Great, great. Awesome answer. What do you have to say, Ryan? Well, my favorite match is also Sasha and Bianca. Um, and my favorite moment is from that as well, though it's it's not the whip. Uh, the favorite moment actually is when 
it was her father, I guess. So that makes it a little less cool. But a fan jumped up onto the barricade in celebration with Bianca. Again, it was her father. But oh, just to see, again, we didn't get the baby face, you know, go home happy on night two. And I get why. Because, you know, like you said, it was basically industry defining. Where's WWE SmackDown going to go from here? Mm-hmm. A part-timer, baby face, Roman. I get it. But... It's always nice when you have that moment that just sends the fans into like a frenzy. I've been to one WrestleMania exactly. It was Kofi Mania. Mm-hmm. And I obviously wasn't at Raymond James Stadium this weekend, but I have to imagine that Bianca winning that title felt almost identical to when Kofi won the WWE title. It was absolutely, it felt like Kofi Mania to me. And even though I was here celebrating, not, you know, in there, I know what it felt like to celebrate that kind of win in a massive stadium. And so I think that that's exactly, again, I think that that's exactly my favorite moment, just because I know what that feeling is uh, from experiencing it. And I, again, it was nice to see it happen. It made me feel good. And I wasn't even there. So, All right. AJ. What do you guys say? All right, so I think my favorite match, like between both nights together, would probably have to be the Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge match, just because it felt so much like when I was like twelve and I was just sitting there watching like the main event of WrestleMania. You know, like yeah. everything's on the line. It almost felt real, like in a sense. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, like I don't, I don't know what's about to happen. And watching Daniel Bryan get dropped to the table, table and like yeah. Edge, Edge spear Rome, and like it was just a bunch of crazy. That was big, right? Oh, and then yeah. like at the end, like the big dog wins. Like all right, like damn, like Thanos won, right? Yeah. But I think my bet, my favorite moment though, it's probably got to be RVD with his papers. <laughs> <laughs> I am gold. I will look at those papers now. <laughs> We can celebrate with the legalization of weed in New York and New Jersey specifically. Almost here, but um, yeah, exactly. We love seeing new businesses booming. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And yeah, for me too, match and moment was that wrestle was that WrestleMania main event. It's been rare where I felt like so giddy and felt perfect story, even though it seems a little bit under that bad bunny. Bad bunny was just was someone when you just watch something so, so fun I got the same reaction when I watched an old Keenan and Kel episode my old favorite show growing up or something <laughs> oh, but this was actually like so much emotions coming to it it's so you just smile I was uh I watched it on my iPad at home and I was I had my cat was hanging out with me and I was screaming on that um at points and he just hopped off so it was uh it was just so much fun. Like I said, when wrestling hits its peak and yeah, I, I will put on the record now as of April 13th at 1124 Eastern standard time that Roman reigns, defeating Daniel Bryan and edge at mania 37 is my favorite match. And it will be a long time till that change. It was always that rock stone cold and it lasted, you know, 20 years. Uh, this is new change because that's just where res- where you have beyond wrestling, you had a perfect story unfold in front of a crowd. And for that, I will always love that match. So what a pleasure, guys. What a great time. Likewise, been great, guys. It's been great. Yes. Definitely we'll do voice. this again with the four of us. 
course. Definitely of course. for SummerSlam, but we have to do it one before, and that's the whole four months away. So payback. We can do payback. We payback do payback. After SummerSlam. We can do payback. Oh, do they push it but they change it? Payback is so basically backlash and payback are now the same, but one's for WrestleMania, one is for SummerSlam. One second. Let me let me Money make in the sure. bank though. Money in the bank. Where's money in the bank? Uh, somewhere. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. June twentieth. Yeah, that's a good one. Why would you money in the bank? That sounds good, boys. From the that's Yingling somewhere. Center in, in Tampa, bank. Florida. So we're gonna do this to get a money in the bank in June. Nice, and, uh, boys. I like that. Sounds good. Sounds good. So hopefully we get closer. We get our vaccines then. Hopefully we have a much closer world to then. But yeah, we'll do this for money in the bank. It's like, it's like the Avengers assembling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is our our this is our Infinity War. We don't have Endgame until our 80s, so we'll just uh, worry about yeah, that. Yeah, then. We, we we don't have to fight Rome until later. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if Roman's still champ. We'll see if Edge is still wrestling. We'll see if Bianca's still champ. But um, we'll check back into June with this. But besides that, AJ, Duran, Ryan, thank you so much, guys, for another real, guys. epic nice night. Talking to you boys. Thank and you, we'll, guys. We'll see you guys very, right. very soon. Peace out. Good night. Peace, guys. Peace. Later. That was a lot of fun. I couldn't ask for better people to talk about wrestling with. Just, it was about a two-hour show, and it just flied by. And we reflected on one of the most memorable WrestleManias of all time. As I grow up in this world and see what else is out there, what else life has to offer, I will always remember who I was able to talk with about one of the most epic wrestling events ever and one of the coolest events to show that we are starting to get back to normal in WrestleMania 37. What a great time, and I cannot thank my guests, Ryan, Duran, and AJ, for an incredible conversation and appearance. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Don't forget... Also, to leave us a review. Also, to, to check out all things Productive Conversations, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Check out all of our podcasts, all of our videos, all the links to all the podcasting platforms we are on, as well as a link to our YouTube page. You could check out the digital shorts we have. I've created in my past. You could check out our merchandise store. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle for making that possible. Check out all the great things we have to offer including amazing apparel, office supplies, miscellaneous items, everything Productive Conversations logo can be placed on. It is on that merchandise store. And don't forget to check it out. Either go check out the link below on the episode description to our store or go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise. Check out what we have to offer. There are some great t-shirts, especially that you want to rock during this summer. I certainly will be. I hope you can join me in rocking the great apparel of the Productive Conversations podcast. Also, you can check out my blogs, my resume, and everything Productive Conversations. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. As we go into the weekend with my Knicks fighting for a playoff spot and staying in there comfortably and getting in the official 
top six seeds and not playing in the play-in tournament with my Yankees needing to bounce back as I'm recording this. They're in fucking last place. What the fuck? Even in mid-April, that's still annoying. But hey, we could get rid of annoying things in our life, mostly. So let's take two out of three this weekend, Yankees. And yeah, let's go Knicks. Just let's go Knicks. Let's have a good weekend. When we're back here on Monday, we have the host of the Between Two Gardens podcast, Thomas Arduino, returning to the Productive Conversations podcast. And his podcasted partner, Dan Emmons, will be on the show this Monday to promote their podcast, Between Two Gardens, on all podcasts and platforms. And we're going to talk about sports, how they created their podcast, where their partnership is came from and where they hope to be with their new podcast which is a lot of fun to listen to i highly recommend it then dolo and bars are back from the word for word podcast this thursday to talk with me about just culture and life with a lot of laughs and some profound stories plus mike umad is here next thursday as well to preview the oscars oscars the 93rd academy awards is next sunday april 25th and if you know anything about this podcast if you've seen the video podcast with all the movie references the oscars are quite a big deal to me and you know i've been keeping up with the oscar movies and me and mike guman make our predictions and of course we will reflect on it the monday after so lots to do lots to talk about we have a great weekend ahead, and then we have a great week of podcasts after that. But make sure you have a great weekend. Keep following the rules. Shoot your shot. If you're hesitant on something weird and you don't know what to do, go with your gut and overcome it because I certainly believe in you. With that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I love and appreciate every single one of you, and I thank you, the greatest listeners and fans in the world of the Productive Conversations podcast. None of this is possible without you, and you all mean the world to me. Have a great weekend. Do the right thing. Take some chances and live your best life. My name is Matt Brown, and I will see you very, very soon. Peace. All she needed was some...